This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Hello. How's my audio yes, coming sir. through for you? It's loud and clear. Hey, thank you for standing by. And uh, God knew all about it because the the hour block after your hour is open. So we got as much time as you need tonight. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, folks, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, it's a real honor to be here tonight, Thursday, June 10th, 2021, with missionary evangelist Hank Groover. Uh, Brother Hank, you want to open us in prayer tonight? Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for for your goodness, your love, and uh, just all the good things you do for us. We thank you for it. We don't serve you because of the good things. We serve you because you are Almighty God, and we want to be a part of what you're doing. We want to go in, and we want to reclaim the land, and we want to take back the land and and just see victory in people's lives. So we just thank you that we can be a part of that, and we just ask that these words that are spoken tonight will glorify you, and they'll challenge people, and our spirits will be stirred to to go forth and and just be a part of your good works. So we just claim that in the name of Jesus, and we thank you and praise you. Amen. Amen. Always an honor to be here with you, Brother Hank, and the mic is yours. Take all the time you like. Hallelujah. What an honor to be back with you, brother. I am just excited and, and on fire for what God is doing. I love I love being a part of it. I am just just honored to be able to walk with him like my dad did for so many years of his life and his ministry. Um, God is just doing 
awesome things and to be a part of it is so humbling and and such an honor um just a few weeks back the holy spirit spoke some words to me and um i just was telling him i'm not worthy i'm not worthy and and i didn't there's a, a moment during that kind of prayer and intercession that you know the enemy's coming in and he's saying yeah you're not worthy and you know if you're not worthy then you can't go you can't do these things and and then i began to battle and and i felt the holy spirit say these words and it just blessed my soul it was basically the cry of my heart was i'm not worthy but i'm willing and if we are willing church whoo Wow, God will do amazing things. None of us are worthy. None of us are worthy of, of His glory, His power, His honor, His, His, His sacrifice for us. But if we are willing to go and share the good news, ooh, what awesome things we will experience! And I'm going to share more of more of those awesome testimonies tonight. Um, it, they just keep coming back from Guatemala. The the testimonies just keep coming back. <laughs> it's just, I am in awe and amazement of everything God is doing. Just a, a brief reminder or overview. Um, I was in Guatemala January 19th through the 30th of this year. And of those 11 days, the, the ministry was just so beautiful and what God is doing is is so awesome. Um I've shared on I think this is podcast number 7 or something like that and uh, every time we end a podcast Shannon I think we say all right next one you know just share on whatever whatever God puts on your heart and and I think that I'm going to share on on something different and then I'll get two or three more testimonies that come back from Guatemala. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I've just like wow, God! I gotta, I gotta share. I gotta share with Brother Shannon and 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 the faithful church, and it's just so beautiful to be a part of. Uh, first off, I I've booked the tickets for a return trip, and I leave in twelve days. So um, wow. I'm going back to Guatemala, and I'll be there June twenty uh, second, and we'll return June 29th. So. We'll be there a short week, but God has really, really worked out the schedule, and I believe it's it, we're going to get maximum efficiency in those seventh day, seven days. Um, I'll be returning with Hector and his wife Minga, and that that whole situation is just a miracle of God. It's just absolute miracle that um, Hector is excited to return and his wife also um two three months ago hector was just you know he he was content to be in america and he's content to go to guatemala once a year kind of for rest and relaxation and that's what he's able to do for the last number of years and he was interpreting for me when i was down there in january and he witnessed, you know, so many of the miracles and, and just was on fire for God, but came back and it kind of wore off because he had to work and and kind of build up his savings so he could make a return trip and, you know, next winter and so forth. And he was he was excited, but it wasn't on his radar to to go back this soon. And 
we we got the testimonies back about um, I shared last time about El Captain and the warlock that was uh, manifesting demons and spitting out words. Why did you and that blankety blank gringo go up to El Captain and and destroy my works? And so we heard about that and that got him a little bit on fire. But the next two testimonies that I'll share just changed his heart and and God's doing an awesome work. So he's gonna we're gonna fly in together. We're gonna rent a car in Guatemala City and he's gonna drive us to the village. So we don't have to rent a bus or taxi or have Pastor Juan drive the ten hour trip and come pick us up and then drive, you know, the ten hours back. So um it'll be a lot faster with a, a rental car and we'll only tie up you know, a day, two and a half days roughly for travel. So um, we'll have five, four and a half, five days in the village to to minister and um, go pray for that warlock, warlock that is still being tortured by the enemy. He is still bedridden. He is, um, he is not doing well at all. And God woke me up on June 1st, just uh, 10 days ago, and the the words in my spirit were, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. And those words were just ringing loud and clear in my spirit. And I knew that was the the, the words I needed to begin the fast. So, I I hadn't booked any tickets yet. I knew I wanted to go back sometime soon um, before July because our schedule in July and August is just really hectic. And so I woke up June 1st with those words and told God, okay, it, it's, it's go time. And I began to fast, and um, it was the most – difficult fasting that I've experienced because I had to not only work in the office, but I had to work outdoors. And outdoors, I had to do installs. So I'm installing windows and, and doors and and physical labor. And our temperatures in Iowa, some crazy reason, we've hit the, the 90s, upper and middle 90s. And it was just intense. So um, the first day of the fast, of course, I have a headache and I'm out working in 90 plus degree temperatures. And like, okay, God, I know you called me to this, so you'll get me through it. And so first three days, a headache was just nagging the whole time. And I'm working outdoors and I'm coming home. I'm just exhausted. I'm, I'm cranky. I'm grumpy and I am just doing everything and to overcome the flesh and I get through five days and that was Sunday and that was just an intense day I it was just I didn't know if I could make it through it and the Holy Spirit was was speaking and just saying one more day just one more day and so I made it through that day and the next day, Monday, I'm working. It's hot outside, um, and the Holy Spirit's saying, "Just one more day, 
just one more day. And I, I completed eight days. And so just, I think it was Tuesday, I, I ended the fast. And I, I found out um, Tuesday also, I had reached out to Pastor Juan Sunday night saying, please call me. I want to book tickets, but I want to clear everything with you. And he hadn't gotten back to me. He hadn't got back to me. So I I, I had Hector in my office, and um, we had him here Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday morning. And he tried calling his brother and didn't get through. So he got a hold of, of Juan's wife. And Juan's wife said, he's in the mountains. He's fasting. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. So God called us both to a fast at virtually the same time. Juan ended his fast, he's ending his fast tomorrow. And um, he ended up calling me from the mountains. And he sent me pictures. And if I would have saw these pictures before I ended my fast, I, I would have, I, I, you know, they would have got me through possibly a 40-day fast. So he sends me pictures, and there's a group of – let me get this right so I don't um, mess up the numbers. But he's sending me all these pictures, and there's men, there's women, and there's children in these pictures. And they're all on top of this mountain. And this is a big mountaintop, very desert, um, dry and rocks and everything. And there's little kids, you know, three, four, five-year-olds with them. One picture, they're climbing this rock, and there's this baby um, strapped to a man's back. <laughs> and they're climbing this big rock with ropes. It's really intense. And then they're on top of this mountain, and they're singing, and they're worshiping God, and it's a really high place. There's a lot of witchcraft that happens there. There's um, open idolatry in this area. but So you have good and evil happening on this mountaintop, but it's it's almost like a desert mountaintop. It reminded me of Mount Sinai. <laughs> it looks like it's scorched, and it it's just really crazy place. And so these church members are up on this mountain, and they're fasting, and they're praying. And there's a total of, hold on a moment, there's a total of, I want to say seven adults and three children. Where are we at here? I'm looking through my messages. And I'm thinking, surely the, the children aren't fasting, right? Surely... Maybe, you know, the women are fasting, but surely the children aren't fasting. And he comes back and says, no, the children are fasting with us. <laughs> and I'm just, wow. Wow, brother. That's that's amazing. I've never heard of children fasting. And he, he tells me that they they just have one cup of water each night before they go to bed. And I'm just sitting there listening to this thinking, wow, woe was me. I'm, I'm whining, complaining that I'm working outdoors and, and I'm fasting and it's hot out and, and I have you know, access to all the water I, I want or need. And, and, and these people are, are fasting together with their children out in a mountainous area 
they're sleeping on the rocks in a makeshift tent for five or six days. Like, wow, wow, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for any pride that, that comes up and and comes forth out of my mouth or in my spirit because what would I... I am nothing. I am nothing. I'm not worthy, but yes, I am willing. So to hear that that they were fasting also is is just beautiful. Um, I I talked with him briefly, and we I'm fairly certain we're going to go pray for that that man, and um, and God's prepared both of us. So I am just overjoyed and, and and ready for this this battle there's no no sort of fear but there's there's faith and that's a beautiful place to be in when you're walking with God and you're not afraid but you're full of faith and and you know it's him that's calling you and, and directing your steps so January I'm sorry uh, June um, 22nd and we'll return on the 29th. So I'm praying about if I'll be able to get a phone call into you while I'm down there. I don't know um, if it's going to work out, but if it does, brother, I I do want to call you while we're praying for that man and um, have some of your definitely prayer input and your experience because both Hector and I are very inexperienced when it comes to um, deliverance and that that nature. So, um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, what what God's doing in, in Guatemala is still just beautiful. It's awesome. Um, I shared last time about the warlock that that was angry with us and um, about being on El Cap, and I, I shared with the the people involved in that type of witchcraft. Their cousin uh, Rosa Maria, I believe. Is her name Rosa Maria or Rosa Marie? And I shared with you how he put a curse on his own daughter, correct? Oh, yes, sir. That's right. And if you're just joining us, yes. we're live with Hank Groover. He had put a curse on her. That's correct. Keep going. Put a curse on his own daughter, and she is in her early to mid-20s, and she is she was dying. I prayed for her when I was, was there in January, and... I just remember weeping, weeping and praying for her. And I wrote in my journal, um, I think I found this in my journal, people to pray for. And this is people to pray for. So, yeah, Maria Floridalama. Dalama or something like that. Cancer from blood transfusion. That's what they told me. They thought it was cancer from a blood transfusion. But look at, listen to these words. Pray against the curse. Healing in Jesus' name. (laughs) Pray against the curse. I did not have any of this information back when I wrote this in February. Pray against the curse. And it is a curse from her own dad, from the enemy. So I got this report May 17th, right after we had done the show. And, and Pastor Juan sent me this messenger, and he thinks the, the warlock's name is Roberto. That's what he thinks. He doesn't know exactly, but he, th- um, he thinks Roberto. So, Roberto put a curse on his own daughter, whose name is Maria. 
Listen to this report. Glory and honor for our highest God. Maria is in recovery. The hairs have already started to grow. God is doing the miracle. Last Saturday, she came to service with her head uncovered. She has not had her head uncovered in the last year or so because she had no hair. <laughs> wow. Brother, that is right after you and I prayed for her on her, your show. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, praise the Lord. He says, glory and honor to our highest. Maria is in recovery. Harris have started to grow back. That was May 17th. I think I was on your show the 14th or 15th. <laughs> God is what good. a mighty God we serve. Breaking the curse. Breaking the curse. So that is a beautiful report. Awesome report to hear. So the other one that that we received just, oh Lord, it, it just blessed my soul. It blessed my soul. And I want to share with you what I wrote in my journal when I was in, in Guatemala, in Guatemala. So I kept a journal and it, it was very difficult to, to write the words in it. I just didn't have any time, but I, I found this in my entry and it was, Day six, I believe. I'll, I'll find it here in a moment. Um, yes, day six, Saturday, January 24th. Listen to these words. It is so beautiful. Another glorious day. We were up just before six. We went to a church member's house, prayed with her and her children. Her husband is in America working, but he is saying he may not support her anymore. She lives in a house that the owners of the land are selling to her. And if her husband doesn't make the payments, they will lose their house. Righteous indignation rose up on me, rose up in me when Hector said the house costs almost 20,000 US dollars. It's a small house, a small piece of land. In America, it wouldn't be worth more than $5,000. Listen to these words right here. This is so beautiful. I began to pray and ask God to move on the owner's hearts, to give it to them free and clear, or face judgment from the God of heaven and earth. How dare they take advantage of a child of God? <laughs> Day 6, January 24th. How dare they take advantage of a child of God? I began to pray and ask God to move on their hearts, to give it to them free and clear. <laughs> Listen to this report. Pastor Juan sent me this May 26th. My brother Hank, once we went to pray for Sister Juana Lopez. She was worried because she was buying land and couldn't make the payments. I remember that you said not to worry, that God has a solution for everything. And you know what? God did that miracle. They donated the house and the land with it. Wow. <laughs> they donated it to her, free and clear. What a mighty God we serve. I was in tears when he shared that with me. I was weeping, thanking God, rejoicing. When he gives you those words and then to have it written down in my journal, the exact words that he laid on my spirit came to pass. Wow, I am not worthy 
but I am willing. I am willing to go. Even if I don't hear about these testimonies this side of heaven, I'm willing to go. Church, we have to be willing. We have to go. Even if we don't have the, the pleasure, the, the, the joy of hearing what God's doing this side of heaven, we have to know by faith that his word will not return void. It will accomplish what it was set forth to do. We serve the almighty God, <laughs> the creator of heaven and earth. There is no one above him. Every All knees will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. It is so exciting to serve him. It is so exciting to be his servant, to walk with him. And I am so convinced that the, the, the key to it all is just walking with him. My dad preached it for 50 years. And it's like it fell on deaf ears. But at the same time, that's, that's me seeing it in the, the natural realm. That's me seeing it with my carnal eyes. But in the spiritual realm, oh, things are happening. Things have happened, and, and many glorious things are still happening. God's word will not return void. It will accomplish what it was set forth to do. So I am just rejoicing and rejoicing in what God is doing. I'm so excited. Uh, once I heard... Pastor Juan was fasting, and um, God had us fasting virtually at the same time. It just just confirmed it even more that that He's going to do more awesome things, and we are to go back. We are to continue to battle battle the the forces of darkness, the 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 evil demons, and and Satan and his pathetic army, <laughs> his pathetic army that creates so much fear. I, I, I'm not sure where the verse is, but I think it's in Isaiah that they'll look upon him and and laugh and, and say something along the lines of, this is what caused so much trouble in the world. <laughs> the devil, this, this little, you know, devil caused so much trouble in the world. And that's, that's seeing with your spiritual eyes. That's knowing that, that him that is with you is so much greater than he, he that's in this world. It's like having the, the best, most strongest, the, the, the most um, looked up to big brother known to man. <laughs> you know, if, if you've ever been a little brother, I was the, the youngest of the 13. So I had six older brothers and my brother Steven, he he's like six foot four and you know big dude, two hundred and fifty pounds. He was m quite a bit older than me, but when you walk around as a a, a little brother and you know you your big brother's got your back, you're not afraid of anything, are you? <laughs> it's just you're you're so cocky and <laughs> just you say stuff that will get you beat up, but. If your big brother's near you, you don't care, have a fear in the world, do you? <laughs> it's like that with God. If we can understand the power, the authority that, that we have through him, and that he's with us, he's got our back. Not that we need to be cocky, 
but we need to be humble. But there's times when we need to be confident, right? We've got to be confident in who we are and who we're with. And there is nothing that will make us tremble. There's nothing that will make us turn and run. But like uh, King David would do, he would... He ran towards Goliath, didn't he? <laughs> he didn't take steps back. He didn't, oh man, what am I going to do here? Look at this giant. He had those stones. How dare you defile the armies of the living God? How dare you? You come at me with a sword and with your armor, I come at you in the name of the Lord my God. And that is just what's in my spirit right now. So I can't wait to get back to Guatemala and and experience and see that come forth, that type of faith, just boldness. Uh, I love the verse, the righteous are as bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no man pursues them. And I remember my dad telling me that um, most of the, the, the people that are involved in witchcraft or um, different sorceries, they, they're – they're afraid of everything. I mean, they'll they'll turn and run when they hear, you know, a leaf or something falling to the ground. <laughs> but not the righteous. They're as bold as a lion, and and I, I I look forward to that to that faith walking in it in Guatemala. I'm just excited, excited. Uh, Pastor Juan is is working, and he's continuing to work and in labor, and and I want to. Be with him and, and carry some of that burden. It may only be for a week, but I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good, right? I've tasted and I've seen it, and I want more. I'm a selfish Christian. I'm a selfish Christian. You know why? Because I want more. <laughs> I want more of God. I want more of His power. I want more of His miracles. I want more of His testimonies. I want more. I am a selfish Christian. I want more. I want more. I can't I can't continue on without more. Without more of him, without more of his power, more of his glory in my life. I'm just so excited to see what he's doing. Uh the business is um it's just God is doing something great. I don't know quite if we're going to be out of the business, the the construction company that we own and operate uh, by the end of the year or not, but um, God is just doing really crazy things. I had we had a customer that we we did some work for last December, and this man's a, a business owner. He's a, a believer, and and we got to talking with him, and and he was just asking really great questions and and talking about kind of exit strategy or you know about the business and what we thought we wanted to do with it and I was able to share with him um, you know God's just leading us in a different direction we'd like to to sell the business or or would love for somebody to run it and and he just said back in December well I'd love to you know help you out in any way I can answering any questions or um, you know if you come to a place where you're gonna sell it I've sold several businesses, so, um, you know, please, please use me as a resource, essentially. And I just kind of put it on the altar and was praying about it and just put it in God's hands. And and a couple of weeks ago, he, he texts me and, and says, hey, do you have time for breakfast? And I, I'd love to chat with you. And I thought, wow, that's awesome. But I, I'd missed his text. I, I was with a customer, so I didn't get it for 
45 minutes later. So he had already um, had breakfast and we missed it, but we had a phone conversation and, and he, he just said, so I I don't know if you're serious about selling your business or getting out of it, but um, you know, talk to me about it. So I, I told him, yeah, the, the calling is, is stronger than ever. And, um, yeah, if God has it where we sell the business, praise God, I'm all, I'm, I'm all for that. If uh, it's a different direction, I'm, I'm open to whatever he has for us. I just know that I can't do both. I can't do ministry and the business full time. Uh, it's just not not possible. I can't give it. I've got to give it my all, one or the other. I just can't do something halfway, and and especially the ministry. It's so difficult to to trade your time with the business and um so i'm just sharing my heart with him and and he says well look i've got you know investor friends so you know might be something there but here's a number for a a, you know a business that sells businesses a brokerage kind of firm that they specialize in selling businesses so reach out to this person and see if you know, there's anything there. So I called that person and, and kind of got that started. So um, we'll see if, if that's what God's doing, if if possibly he lines up a buyer through that or, or it just kind of opens our eyes to what we need to do to get the business ready to sell because there's always, always things that need to happen before, before you can kind of sell it or to get top dollar. There's a lot of things we'd need to do to to finish up and, and just tighten it up per se. But, um, so that's happening. Um, the, the ministry calling is, is ever great. There's people reaching out to me from Canada where my dad ministered for a number of years and, um, Lord willing, we'll, we'll make it up to British Columbia and minister here in, in August, if we can get across the border to, to Canada. I don't know if it's going to be open by then, but, uh, Lord willing, that can happen. Um, but yeah, it's just it's exploding. Things are doors are opening, and and preaching invitations are pouring in, and it's just an exciting time. It's exciting time to to be walking with God, and I, I'm just overjoyed with what what He's doing, and excited about this trip here in less than two weeks. So. Um, that's kind of the, the latest update from Guatemala. Um, do you have any questions you want to put out there right now or brother? This is exciting. If you're just joining us, we're live with Henry Groover, son, Hank Groover. And, uh, Hank has picked up the torch of prayer walking and God is using mightily. If you have not heard the previous broadcast with brother Hank, you need to get up to speed because amazing testimonies on these trips to Guatemala. Brother, I believe that um, up ahead, y'all are to return over there to the site of those pyramids that you found. Amen. Um, human sacrifice. That, there's a lot of land over there that's got to be uh, redeemed. Um, Hank, go into that for a bit. Um, what is it like to be a, a prayer walker? Now, when God puts on your heart a particular assignment to, let's say, go to an area and pray. Let's say he were to tell you, um, I want you to go back to that place that was cordoned off and you couldn't get into before easily, uh, where there was human sacrifice going on. Uh, People literally being slaughtered every day, their hearts being 
cut out while they're alive and then their bodies thrown down these temple steps. Now that happened in many of these cultures out there and that land um, becomes marred. It becomes cursed. Is that true? Where Amen, yes. So there's a curse on the land. What does a prayer walker do? God is sending you in there to take the land back for Jesus? That's exactly right. Jeremiah twelve four says, How long will the land mourn, and the herbs of every field wither? The beasts and the birds are consumed for the wickedness of those who dwell there, because they said he will not see our final end. So the land mourns. It, it, it's it's travailing and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. I think that's in Hebrews or, or Romans. But so when... When God gives you that assignment, know that you're not going to be thrown into that situation where there is intense spiritual warfare, um, where there's innocent blood that has been shed. So these Mayan cultures, they're very wicked. Like Shannon was saying, they they would human sacrifice people. They rip their hearts out um, while they're still alive, and that and that blood it 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 just it flows into the ground and it causes a curse. Um, Demons are, are drawn to blood, and when it's spilled innocently, um, when Cain killed Abel, God came to him and said, what did you do to your brother? His blood is crying out from the ground. And so, God's not going to throw you into one of those situations in the beginning. He, he, he wants you to be ready to walk with him and, and and have experience walking with him. And, and the more you walk with him, the more you'll be in tune to his voice. And then he'll start to lead you to these high places. He'll start to lead you to these areas where there has been innocent bloodshed. Um, so, he who is faithful, much, much is required or much is expected of him. And so, as you begin to discipline your senses... You'll, you'll begin to hear the Spirit of God, and He'll lead you and, and guide your steps. So, the, the best thing you can do to start out is just walking your neighborhood, just going out your door, not with the intentions of getting out and walking to, to get in shape or, or um, to, to meet neighbors, but the intention of to getting out and to walk and pray for your neighbors and your community. The, the benefits will come with it. He loads us down with his benefits, doesn't he? <laughs> so you get out there, you start walking and praying. It's gonna, it's gonna change you naturally, and it's gonna change you spiritually. It's beautiful. God, he just he has everything in order. It's awesome how he he works, how he he works it out in our own lives. So you start walking and praying your your neighborhood, and you just ask God to to pour out his goodness, his goodness on the people. I think it's Romans 2, 4. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. So, we want to pour out His goodness. You just walk and pray. Say, God, pour out your goodness. Pour out your goodness that leads to repentance. Bless these people. Bless my neighbors. Bless, bless them. If you know about some, some neighbors that are having a hard time in the marriage, perfect. Walk by. Put your foot on their lawn. Put your foot on their driveway. Ask God to, to bless their marriage. Rebuke the devourer. Just begin to talk to God about people. If you see sin, if you see sin, it's very important not to take it personally, not to get offended, but just to talk to God about it. So maybe you have um, someone, in, a couple in your neighborhood that are homosexuals, 
and you're walking by their house and you see things that, that are blatant sin, don't take it personally. You can't take it personally. You've got to take it to the Father. Just start talking to God about it. Lord, I see that sin. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. But I don't want to retain that sin. I remit that sin. Remitting sins. Whosoever sins you remit, John twenty twenty three, are remitted unto them. Whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. So, would you rather retain that homosexual sin, or would you rather remit it? And to remit it means to rescind it, to, to cancel it out, to remit that sin. It's not you doing the work, it's God doing the work. So, Lord, I just ask that you would remit that sin. Lord, that you pour out your goodness upon them and that you'd send your laborers into your harvest. Just keep remitting sin. So you walk and pray your neighborhood. You're faithful in that for you know a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and then, and then God widens it. So maybe you're walking a couple blocks around, or, or he tells you, hey, go to this place, go to this area where there was accident. And you, you go to that area, and you find out there's been more car accidents, and they, they happen quite often. Something probably happened in that spot that is allowing those demons to do that. So it's a perfect spot to go and pray and remit those sins, remit the sins of the past, and just ask God to pour out His goodness to cleanse the land. Walk and pray that area. Ask Him um, to speak to you, to to lead your words, your your prayers, whatever whatever words, whatever declarations that um, need to be spoken forth, Lord, just just ask the Holy Spirit to help you and and begin to pray and, and just exercise your senses. So exercising your senses is just having your eyes open, seeing what's around you, seeing what's around you. And um, my dad, his his eyes were so spiritually open, and and it. Walking and praying with him at times was it was almost irritating, and um, I've come to, to to learn that it was irritating because I wasn't ready spiritually or I had sin in my life. But he would he would just walk and and he'd always be joyful, which didn't irritate me. But he would stop and he'd look at the smallest flower and he'd just oh that's beautiful, thank you Lord for it. and he'd thank God for his creation. And then he'd stop and he'd he'd just talk with people and you know he'd talk for ten minutes or maybe an hour and <laughs> it's like wow that was a long time you know we're, we're might be wasting time that person didn't repent or whatever. But he was his. His spiritual ears and eyes were definitely open. And the more you're, you're walking with God and your eyes are open, your spiritual eyes, it's just beautiful what He does because He will lead you. He will guide your steps. And He'll take you where you need to go. And, then, and just like the words that began to come out of my mouth um, when I was at the witch's house, it, it, it was just – it didn't make any sense, you know. I was just talking and and I like your house. Oh, this is beautiful. I like your view and this and that. And – but it was exactly what what needed to to be spoken to get onto her land and then eventually get into her house. So um, when you walk with God, He will show up. He will show up, and as He leads you, it's just beautiful to to go into these places. Now, the more you do it, the more uh, spiritually in tune and your spiritual eyes are open. So when that happens, God will begin to to lead you to higher places. And 
They could be in your area, your city. Um, maybe you're out of town and and you just something isn't sitting right in your spirit. A certain um, area you're at. Just begin to talk to God and and what's my responsibility, Lord? What, what would you have me do? Where where do I need to go? You lead and I will follow. And He'll begin to to lead you to these places. In America, there's you know a lot of Native American, um, Indian type. Um, witchcraft and things that have happened in our, in our land and on this land, I guess you could say in their land. But um, he might lead you to those type of um, spots. A lot of really good indication, like I was saying, was accidents. If you come to an area where there's accidents, um, where there's crosses on the side of the road, that innocent blood has been shed and the land needs to be redeemed. So um, walk and pray those places. It, Memorial Day is a, you know, that should be our prime time to to walk and pray. In the Midwest here, they put out little white crosses where um, car accidents have happened. And um, my dad has walked and prayed a lot of Highway 30 seeing those little white crosses. So you come to these memorials, you come to a memorial where, you know, family members have placed a memorial where a loved one has died in an accident. Pray, pray for those family members, pray that um, they would be set free and delivered from that guilt, that hurt, that pain, and and God would just do a work in their life and then pray that the no more accidents in the name of Jesus remit the sins that have happened there. Um, remit, just ask God to cleanse the land from its blood guiltiness. Ask Him to, to release, release the land from the curse. And um, it, like I That's said, a- you'll, you'll continue to grow. And as you grow, um, the word he gave me in January is, if you don't go, you won't grow. So as you grow, you will go. And, and God will lead you to different areas. And um, then your, your testimonies will be just springing from your spirit, like I've experienced with, with Guatemala. So I like what um, you said. If you don't go, you won't grow. Mm-hmm. Folks, if we're tired of stagnation, then we need to get up and start walking. Obey the Lord Amen. what He's telling you to do. And we're live with Hank Groover, if you're just joining us. Hank, let me take you back again. Let's say God has pinpointed a particular place He wants you to walk. You go there. And again, like let's say it's that pyramid complex. Maybe it's abandoned. There's Amen. nobody there. Uh, or you're going through a part of town and, you know, an area of, you know, where things have been done there. Bloodshed, people raped, people killed, you know, uh, prostitution, witchcraft, there's, you know, drug pushers, what have you. But let's just say um, you're out there and you've targeted this spot uh, to pray. Um, There's a curse on that land, so break it down again for me. What are your primary uh, goals there, you're going to, uh, your checklist that you need to complete on that trip? Um, you mentioned remitting Amen. the sins, breaking the curse. Explain a little bit more about that. Yes. Yeah, so, um, what's when the general, we go into these places? Go ahead. What would be the what would let me let me ask it another way? What is your bullet points of things that need to be done there for your mission to be accomplished? And then we can give a little bit more detail. Yes, absolutely. So. When going into these places, and if you know ahead of time that there is innocent blood spilled on the land, um, the first and foremost, armor of God. Make sure you have the armor of God on. So, Lord, we just 
come before you and we, we, we ask that the full armor of God would be upon us, everybody with you. We ask for, you know, his, his Holy Spirit, of course, to go with you, his angels. And um, we usually quote Psalms 24 when we, we, when we get to the gate. And that is, um, open up you gates, be lifted up you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Um, like we shared before, the gatekeepers say, who is this King of glory? It is the Lord God, strong and mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. And then open up you gates, be lifted up you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? They ask again, it's the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. And that that Lord of hosts, you read the Old Testament that is everywhere in the Old Testament, especially with King David. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful term, and we are a part of his hosts. So when we go into these places to battle, we are with the Lord of hosts, and we are part of that host. So uh, armor of God, first and foremost. Oh, Psalms 24, at the gates. Um, and then as you... You just kind of you can split up. You don't have to be in a team. Um, just start walking and praying the grounds, and and ask the Holy Spirit to lead your steps. Um, most of the time, the the temple areas are roped off. So just begin to talk to the Holy Spirit, Lord, if you need us in that area. If there's an area where we need to put our feet on, if there's a high place, if there's an altar that's still being used, if there's something that's happening, Lord, open up those doors. Open up the doors that only you can open and uh, just begin to walk and pray around the area. So if you can get to the top of these temples, get to the top of them. If you can't um, get to the top of them, at least touch them and play dumb foreigner if you have to. <laughs> you can get away with a lot of stuff as a foreigner, It's especially American. You just My dad, it seemed like he was out of his mind so many times he would just be walking and oh i didn't see that sign and <laughs> walk right past a you know a, a gate or something and then god would do the rest and before you know it, he's in there with the the keeper of the temple or whatever and <laughs> he's he's praying with them and, and things are happening but so so walk and pray the land ask god to lead you to different areas um if you're led to a, a certain spot um, once again, if there's, say, say it's a, a beautifully kept manicured, um, grounds, but you, you see an area where it's dead, you know, there's no grass, there's no flowers or anything like that. Go to that spot right away. Cause that is where innocent blood has been shed and that land is cursed. Um, go to that spot and begin to pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to, to lead your words. I don't have a certain prayer for, um, like cursed ground. I just ask God to remit the sins as far back as needs be. The first thought, word, deed, gesture, or act that was committed here, we just remit it. We ask for the blood of Jesus to cover this land, to cleanse it from all blood guiltiness, and to release the curse. And if he leads you in other areas, so be it. Because I really believe the strongholds, they're, they're different, and, and different things have happened. So um, the Holy Spirit will give you the verbiage, the, the words that need spoken, the declarations that, that are needed spoken. Um, after you've walked and prayed the whole grounds, my dad did have a, um, a prayer that I used quite a bit, and um, 
let me find that because I don't know it yet. Here it is. So this is kind of a, a longer prayer, but this is really good. So, Father, according to your word and obedience to your word, I come boldly before you into the courtroom of heaven, Hebrews 4.16. I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ through the, blood, through the shed blood of Jesus, the body of Jesus, the mind of Jesus, which you gave so freely. According to your word and in obedience to your word, I renounce the iniquities, the hidden work, words and works of darkness, all the way back to the first thought word, deed, and gesture, and to as many generations back as needs be. I renounce the corruption, all fetishes, curses, or satanic ritualistic expressions that have defiled this ground. I render them void of power and expression from this time forth. I remit the sins even into the descendants of those generations that are alive to this day. I remit their sins and send your goodness and laborers to finish the work of redemption, healing, and reconciliation. I ask you, Father, to cleanse this ground and release it from the blood guiltiness. I ask you to return it to its purity and bring it back from under the curse and its groanings. I say to you, earth, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be free from this innocent blood and all the records of transgressions against you. Come back and be restored into life and fruitfulness, so that you may be a blessing as you were meant to be. I release you, earth, and call back life and health and peace. I lift off, lift off the heavy yoke of condemnation from the animals, birds, and humans, from the ground all the way to heaven, and so that the Father can bless. Excuse me, I need a drink. So that is a a, a great prayer of, of declaration, and it. My dad really had it fine tuned, <laughs> as you can hear. It, it covers so much of of what needs to be covered, brother. That's powerful. You know what you just did? You just transmitted mm-hmm. spiritual weapon technology. To people mm-hmm. across the globe, saints of God, who God's got in different corners of this planet. we got people tuning in from Tasmania tonight. Amen. Shouts out to Maria in London, people in America, uh, Canada, across the world, who God needs mm-hmm. as foot soldiers on the ground to go back and take back territory for him. Amen. Folks, that's how it's done right there. I know the enemy is angry tonight because more and more people can now report for duty and that's how we're going to push this thing back folks in the name of Jesus using our spiritual authority but they don't teach what you're teaching in schools anywhere you don't hear about this in many places but yet it needs to be ubiquitous if we would begin to use the authority that the Lord Jesus has given us in his word the keys of the kingdom binding and loosing begin to go forward folks what we could turn around for Jesus tonight. I hope Amen. you all out there are taking notes or we'll get this program and take notes later and transcribe and begin Amen. to put this to use because this is powerful. It's been proven for decades. Brother Henry now Brother Hank have gone out there and seen this work. It works and then if we don't do this Brother Hank then that land remains cursed, nothing growing there. Problems continue to happen. 
Look at that's that right. suicide Listen forest to in Japan. Hosea 4. Yes, sir. Um, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing, and committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Therefore, listen to these words, therefore the land will mourn, and everyone who dwells there will waste away with the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Even the fish of the sea will be taken away. Whoa. Now, Brother it, Hank, it's real. What if you're in a part of the world where you, you know there's a lot of wicked things going on in a particular part of town? Maybe there's a temple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's active and yes. people are still working through it. Uh, what if you can't get into the building? Can you have any effect walking alongside on the outside? Or do you have to. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your, what's yeah, your counsel on that? that? That is a great question, and I would strongly recommend just walking around it like um the jericho you know march seven times walk around it walk and pray walk and pray and see how many times god would lead you to do that walk around it seven times those walls will come down (laughs) and it might be naturally you might be able to go in in the natural after doing that so many times but it might just be in the spiritual realm where you're you're walking around it and they begin to what is happening in here? Our, our sacrifices, our our fetishes to the devil aren't aren't manifesting anymore. <laughs> and um, if God needs you inside, He'll get you inside. Now, if we live in a particular city, we all do somewhere. I live in Denpasar in Bali. Maybe others live in Atlanta, Georgia, whatever city you live in. Uh, as a believer, do we are we given uh, authority over the communities that we live in, our states and I know God can give you dominion over any place, but um, is it being presumptuous for me to think that, hey, you know what? God's got me in Den Passar. He may have you in uh, Cedar Rapids, Michigan, whatever, Iowa, someone out there. Yeah. Can we take authority over, over the city where we live just by virtue of the fact that we live here? Do we have ability to say, you know, I'm taking this for Jesus? Amen. I believe we do, but at the same time, um, we can't be prideful and we can't be um, arrogant in it. Yes. When we begin and start and, like I said, walk our communities and God leads us to the high places, um, absolutely, He will. He will take care of it. Deuteronomy 12, verse 2 says, You shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall dispossess serve their gods on the high mountains and on the high hills under every green tree you shall destroy their altars break their sacred pillars burn their wooden images with fire you shall cut down the carved images of their gods and destroy their names from that place you shall not worship uh, the Lord your God with such things so the children of Israel are told to go in right and they're told to destroy all of these high places so Absolutely. We are still children of God, and, and we've been placed where we're at, where we live, um, for a reason and a purpose. Um, and as we exercise our senses, as we exercise walking in with God, prayer walking, absolutely, He will lead you to those high places. But my dad walked and prayed the British Isles, Great Britain, England, Wales, um, I think it was for three or four years but each time he would walk and pray every city street, 
and then God would lead him to the high places. So don't just, you, you know there's high places, don't just go to them and, and say, oh, I'm going to take these out. No, do the work that needs to be done first in the city streets, and then let the Holy Spirit lead you to where you need to go. And that's when revival and true um, lasting fruit will happen. This is a powerful teaching tonight, folks. You and I can make a difference if we'll just obey the Lord and go for Him in Jesus' name. I don't believe we have to sit idly around and and just say, this is the way it's always going to be. You know, the enemies take over this place. No, folks. Where two or three are gathered in His name, Jesus is in the midst. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you remember uh, if your dad ever walked uh, this the suicide forest over there in Japan. There's one of these cities oh. where people go over there and they find them. Yes. They just they hang themselves. Mm-hmm. I asked him about that because I, I watched a movie on Netflix with Matthew McConaughey. And, oh, that shook me. Shook me. And, and he, he didn't. I'm pretty sure they went there, but I don't know if they like went into it because that place is so defiled. I mean, they you go in there and the spirits are calling you in. People get lost and they end up dying and hanging themselves. I mean, so it is so sad. So I it's outside of Tokyo, I know, and my dad was in Tokyo countless times, but. I don't know for sure if they ever went in there and walked and prayed. If I do get back to Japan, I, I believe um, I, I, I will be talking with the interpreter and and finding that information out. If he hasn't, pray about going in there because I think people yes. are still uh, going over there. Just a, a spirit of hopelessness and suicide mm-hmm. uh, drawing him over there. I know, though, he went to that... He did much work in Japan. I know he went to that building you were telling us about where people were jumping off the top of the building. Amen. Yes. Yeah, that was his last kind of walking and praying there. I mean, they took him to a just a, a high-rise apartment complex, and there was a unusual amount of suicides each month, five or six suicides a month happening there. And, yeah, they... they the, the people at the hospital in Osaka told us this testimony that they brought him there and he began to walk and pray and he saw the the person that brought him there saw my dad praying and he's praying next to this dead tree and and the man thought it was kind of odd so he they went over and started talking with him and my dad, dad began to say hey this is where this something happened here this this tree is cursed it's dying it's it's pretty much dead the one not too far from it's alive it happened right here so they began to break that curse off that ground and and the testimony goes on that um, that man began to walk past that apartment complex had heard that there hadn't been any suicides in quite some time and then he saw that dead tree come to life right before his eyes it was beautiful that's amazing um, I know Guatemala has much work in store for you there uh, and I may have mentioned this before but there's um a neighboring country over there in Central America called Honduras. And yes. uh, a few years back, they discovered flying over it with this uh, ground-penetrating radar. LIDAR is what it was from an airplane. Yes. They've got what's called the City of the Monkey God. And it's a vast complex that just lays covered by the vines over there in the canopy of the jungle. And uh, it was a thriving civilization 
but now no more. Mm. And uh, a group of researchers got as far as like 25 foot and had to turn back. And they found some of the, uh, like a jaguar uh, idol laying on the ground, and they had to turn back because mm. of the snakes there <laughs> and um, this flesh-eating mosquito. Now, that's hardcore. But where I'm yeah. going with this is uh, that area is basically it's totally spoiled. It's like a radioactive zone, if you will, in the spirit. Um, yeah, cursed. When I look back at history and you hear about the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Incas and all these groups, now it's being reported that even in America, a lot of the American uh, First Nations people, uh, and they disappeared, but remnants of their cities are still there. Many of them were cannibals. Mm-hmm. And they were yes. actually being influenced by the Aztecs that had come up from Mexico, got up into mm-hmm. the American Southwest and brought with them their sacrifice culture and cannibalism. Um, mm. That's a whole other story, but here's my question. Yeah. You say, where did the people go? My thinking is they were cursed because of yeah. the things that they were doing and the curse just brings total utter destruction and there's nothing left except buildings. Uh, that's what sin will do. It'll just totally destroy everything. There won't be anybody left that's alive right. of it is allowed to go on forever, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, the the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and and his his perfect work is, you know, death and, and destruction. God's perfect work is redemption and life. And um, but absolutely, that God can only handle so much sin, iniquity, sin on top of sin, blood on top of blood, before he just has to wipe them out. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah, and yeah. it's just wickedness can only go on for so long. So these areas basically become desolate and or, you know, the sin perpetuates over there and people continue to get slaughtered, suicide, you know, um, witchcraft, thriving, whatever. Folks, that's why prayer walking can turn this thing around. You can actually reclaim land and it can prosper. Is that what I heard about the story where you're dead uh, went to this particular island where nobody would get on it because of the snakes that lived there. That yes. two step adders. <laughs> what do you remember of that story? Yeah, that's in um, off of Okinawa, Japan, and um, an island that yeah, it just it it had no habitation, um, too dangerous, and in in Japan, you know, there's a lot of people and there's not much land. So my dad was always uh, just. Um, he, he was jealous for that land for the people. He's like, no, this this needs you need this land. Why don't Why don't we go over there? We need to pray. We need to walk and pray. And and the interpreter's like, no, we're not going over there, Henry. <laughs> it's too dangerous. We don't need to go over there. And there's a bridge over to it, but nobody goes. And um, my dad tells him, just get me to the bridge. I'll go the rest of the way. No. I can't drop you off there. It's too dangerous. Just get me to the bridge. And so he got him to the bridge, and my dad gets starts walking. And he's like, "Oh, I got to go with you." And, and so they start walking and praying, and and they get down to they find this cave, and they get down to the bottom of this cave. And I think I, I could be wrong, but I think there was a person in the cave, like almost a monk, that's like 
keeping a sacrifice going down there continually. And they pray with that man, and just amazing miracles happen. They walk and pray. The whole island is called Two-Step Adder Island, so the snakes were very venomous. And, and yeah, sure enough, within less than a year or two, they build a new um, – new like bridge or access to it they build a beautiful highway around it and and they're starting to redeem it and reclaim it it's just god will he will do awesome things in leviticus 26 yeah 26 34 says then shall the land enjoy her sabbaths as long as it lies desolate and you be in your enemy's land even then shall the land rest and enjoy her sabbaths so God created the heaven and earth. When he created um, the earth, he said it's good. He didn't, you know, anything that he creates is good. And he wants it to stay good and maintain that, you know, that goodness. But when the land is corrupted, yeah, he, wow. he's got to find a way for it to enjoy its Sabbath so there's not iniquity and sin on top of sin on the land. That's powerful because during the time that uh, people were doing their thing over there in sin, um, the land would not rest. There was no Sabbath. So God makes it desolate, destroys it. People run out of there, and it it lays dormant for a period of time. But there comes a time where God wants it reclaimed. That's what I'm taking from this. Amen. That's right. I had heard, too, that your dad... When in particular about that island, God had given him kind of a, a vision, and he heard the sound and saw the picture of, I think it was a uh, a samurai fortress up there, and the samurais were taking basically kids, abusing them, yeah. and then throwing them up and chopping them with the samurai swords, and they would fall like two pieces into the ocean. Yeah, so, so saw, that was on Prayer Mountain. That was his first trip to Japan. So that would have been um, 1995, October of 1995. And so he was called to to go there, and they just started a Prayer Mountain in, I forget what part of Japan. But they were having to basically bus in um, massive loads of water on top of a mountain because they didn't have any fresh water. <laughs> so they were walking and praying, and <laughs> my dad tells that testimony beautifully. He he always keeps a little, uh, kept a little plastic bag in his wallet, like a, um, a plastic bag that covers uh, a cup at a, a hotel in the bathroom. And he keeps it with him just in case he's out walking and he comes across a spring. So he he's out walking and praying with these people on Prayer Mountain, and he comes across this little spring of water. And he sticks a, a stick in that little spring because it's barely coming out of the ground. And that stick of water, that, that stick, the water runs off the end of it, and he, he fills up his little, his little bag for a drink of water. <laughs> and this is what I was talking about earlier when I said sometimes it was it was odd walking with my dad, walking and praying with him cuz you do things like that. And you're like, "What are you doing?" And he, he he tells how he's filling his his cup of water, his plastic, you know, bag of water, and it took, you know, a couple minutes to get 
five or six ounces in there. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can picture him kneeling down and, and just doing that and big smile on his face and everybody around him thinking, what is wrong with this American? <laughs> this is just crazy. You know, we have bottled water. What are you doing? And he's like, no, this is spring water. This is coming from the mountain. I got to try this. <laughs> so so he does that and he, he takes his drink and they, they keep walking and they get a little bit further and he begins to hear the sounds of of young boys and they're screaming. And he talks to the interpreter and says, There's a school around here where kids are playing or something. He's like, No, we're on top of a mountain. There's there's nobody around here. He's like, Are you sure? Was there what what was here? I hear boys screaming. And so he, he kept going through the the brush and the kind of jungle on top of this mountain looking for this area. And they came to um, – it might have been a plateau on top of the mountain, and he heard the screams. And he saw a vision. He saw that vision, those samurai warriors um, hundreds of years ago, um, uh, a fort that they had on top of that mountain. And they 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 – took those boys and they they abused them and then they they held them over a cliff and they basically drew their sword held them by their hair and and just cut these these children in half and he saw this vision and right then and there he knew that you know the land was cursed and and it wasn't bringing forth water and so he prayed and they 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 prayed and he prayed that prayer that you know I, I shared earlier and I kid you not prayer mountain to this day, does not have to bust in their water. They found a spring. They had drilled. The other part of the testimony, they had drilled for water. I forget how many times they had drilled, but they had ran out of money to try to keep drilling and finding water. <laughs> wow. They had a spring above their mountain that is pouring forth water now, and I think they were even able to sell it to the other people on the mountain. That is Just amazing. amazing. It's beautiful what God will do. Beautiful. So when you break the curse, remit the sins, ask God to bless it, things can begin to blossom. Yes, that's right. Call forth creation. And that's exactly what I was doing when I was walking and praying um, that lady's house in, in the righteous indignation came over me. I didn't pray that prayer until we had walked around her house. We had walked and prayed her land. And then I began to pray and just announce to the, the forces that be, the, 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 the rulers of that land, that no more. It's time to go in the name of Jesus. How dare you take care, take advantage of a child of God? The, the other part of that testimony I forgot to share was the man that gave her the land, he's not a Christian. He's involved in witchcraft. <laughs> so think back on those words that I, I spoke. Um, how dare you take advantage of a child of God, but, um, or face judgment from the God of this, um, from God Almighty. Let me find that again, but, um, let's see, journal. It's just really interesting that the Lord's, the words that the Holy Spirit will give you and, and how perfect they are, how perfect they are for for his work and completing his work. So, um, let's see. Let's, I began to pray and ask God to move on the owner's hearts, to give it to them free and clear, or face judgment from the God of heaven and earth. So, I am convinced once God did his work, that that man, <laughs> he began to face the judgment from God and and 
I, I don't know. I, I, I hope I can learn how what changed his heart because you know he, he's not a Christian, so it's not like you know God spoke to him and said, "Hey, it's time to do this." He, God, God brought judgment in his life, and and I hope I can hear what what judgment was brought into his life because I think that's beautiful. No. Now the I, other thing is, um, real quick, the other thing is yeah. we actually prayed with that man and his wife um, a couple days before. And I didn't know any of this beforehand, but we had prayed with them, and he had repented um, when I when I prayed in his house, and I was asking God to pour out His goodness upon him. Um, so it's just amazing that I was at his house, I was walking and praying, and then I was at her house a couple days later <laughs> and praying for the owners of the land, not knowing that it was him. But um, I remember Pastor Juan saying. When we left their house, like, oh, brother, this is beautiful. They, they're involved in a lot of witchcraft. And he repented right there. I'm like, praise God. So That's amazing. We're live with um, Hank Groover, if you're just joining us. Hank, one or two more questions for you. Yes. Back up one second. You mentioned something. Uh, I didn't write the term down. Um, uh, glory or creation? I think you mentioned the word creation. Something yes. God's creation, glorious creation. Um, when did I mention it? Is that that's after you've broken the uh, the curse and asked God to cleanse the land, remitted the oh, sins? Yeah, yes, to bring forth His creation. That's it. Expound on that a yes. minute. What do you mean by that? Amen. So the verse I shared earlier about you know um, everything's cursed. The, the land is cursed. Um, the the people are cursed. The uh, let me find that verse in Hosea again. When when there's that curse, you can you can tell. I mean, the country of Guatemala it's it's a third world country. It's 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 that way for a reason, and I believe it's because that the land is cursed. So Hosea said they they sacrificed to demons, not to God. Right to gods they did not know. This is De- Deuteronomy thirty two that your fathers did not fear. So. Um, Let's see, high places. So the earth is defiled under its inhabitants because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. So what's the everlasting covenant? You know, God's covenant is is good, right? It's for goodness. It's for prosperity. It's for the land to flourish. But the God of this world, he wants the exact opposite. So he, he's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. He can't stress it enough. But therefore, the curse has devoured the earth. Those that dwell in it are desolate. So this is Isaiah 5 through 6. Those that dwell in it are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men are left. So we... We want to come in. We want to speak life. We want to break that curse. We want God to, to just bring forth life. He is the God of life. He came to give life and give it abundantly. That's not only for us. That's not only referring to humans, but that's referring to his creation, I believe. So he wants his creation to flourish. Um, you know, we're, we should be constantly striving to get back to the Garden of Eden, right? You know, this is where man had perfect communion with God. Now, we're not striving to get back to the Garden of Eden because, you know, it's a utopia. It's not the surrounding that we want. It's the communion with God. It's that perfect 
communion, walking with God. So we want to call forth the land um, when it's broken from its curse to, to spring forth. Um, you know, like the transformation videos back in the early, mid-90s. You know, these these Christian communities were their harvests were massive, like ears of corn and fruits and vegetables, just massive, two, three times bigger than normal if you've ever seen those transformation videos. That's what I believe God wants to do. He wants to transform it and just bring forth his creation because his creation is good. And when the land is cursed, you know, they're going to struggle and strive to to bring forth good fruit but when it's blessed and the curse is broken oh it's it's going to be awesome and i i am a firm believer i'm going to be sharing pictures of of their land that they farm in guatemala and Ah. and their fruits and their harvests are so much bigger than you know the non-believers i can't wait to to share those testimonies brother that brings me into my last question um Mm -hmm. have you considered taking a drone on one of your expeditions there. Yeah, I think that would be wonderful. Um, so, I, I like that you mentioned that and like a, um, a GoPro. Go, GoPro, exactly. Um, the the only thing is, I, I I'm not sure that it hinders the Holy Spirit, but um, well, you pray it, it and doesn't. see if if God were to release you to do it. And I know some yes. areas you got to be discreet. But let's just say, for example, um, what you just described. Um, you know, some of the ancillary ministry that you're doing there where uh, maybe you're going to, um, you know, they're going to plant some crops out there or you want to yeah. get some bird's eye view of some of the land. Or maybe hey, after you've yeah. finished the mission. Um, there's a new drone out. A few Ooh. years ago it came out. It's called the DJI Mavic Mini. And many nations have um, limits on the type of drones. Not to mention, most of these drones are so big that they just gather attention. They've got a new drone out that weighs 249 grams. That's Mm. under the legal limit of most nations. And it's so small, you can literally put it in your pocket. And it films in HD. And you can launch this thing anywhere shoot it up and you get a bird's eye view so let's say you're up on that mountain and you wanted to get a view of that area bam you can shoot that thing up records on a little sd chip and you can control it with your phone and it's super lightweight you could put it in your pocket now again you see what the lord tells you about it but uh it's a you know if you can take a gopro in there you might as well take a little mini drone and um they just released um the second generation of it and these things, when they go up, you can fly them up there for about 35 minutes. So, I mean, they get up there and stay up there. Um, yeah. These weren't available, really, when your dad was out there because this is all pretty much new technology, especially these mini drones. But now what you can do with them is amazing. You can send them up a 1,000 foot up. So let's just say, for example, God had you go into a particular area of jungle, and, you know, you don't mm-hmm. know what's down there, but you can shoot this thing up, and you might be able to get... Um, you can get a bird's eye view and see some things that you couldn't see on the ground. Just something to think about. Yes, that, that, that's exactly the thought that came to my mind before you said it. It's, it's being over there and, yeah, 
scoping out the land like oh hey there's an altar spot yeah. you know a break in the trees that you can only see from the heavens and absolutely reconnoiter yeah, I, i'm going to research that absolutely and you pray about it. if god gives you a release to do it um let us know we can help yeah. sponsor you for some equipment um if someone would like to get involved with your ministry and would like to be a part of this get updates and god puts on their heart to give uh, is there a way they can do that what's your website how do they do that yeah, please uh, just go to henrygroover.com. Uh, that's H-E-N-R-Y-G-R-U-V as in Victor, E-R. Uh, the, the Facebook page is, is a lot of fun. It shows um, a lot of the pictures and testimonies from Guatemala, and it's, um, it's kind of a good time frame timeline also. So the posts are all in order, and you can... Uh, just start from the beginning and, and go through them all. And it, it shows the pictures and, and a lot of these things that we're experiencing and seeing. And, and that makes it so much, so exciting. And it feels like you're there, a part of it. You know, in terms of a camera, uh, I've been toying with some different equipment. I'm just going to tell you straight up, I think probably the greatest camera that has ever been created is the iPhone. Uh, <laughs> whether you want to take some fast shots just hold that button you know yes uh, or you want to take some video android doesn't even compare that's my opinion so even if you Amen. just got a phone in your hand you hear that click yes <laughs> i mean that's amazing um, it is and I, I i have my iphone and i took over 600 pictures in guatemala 600 pictures in you know 11 days now couple so. that with a mini drone where you can get way up there. I mean, you've got the, the, the ultimate package for uh, documenting these uh, missions. Just something to pray about. But I want to encourage everybody to pray for Brother Hank Groover and the yes. ministry team down there. We'll pray here in just a moment. And uh, get over there to the website. Uh, is What is the official ministry name that you'll go by? Are you using yes, so, Joyful um, Sound? My parents found, founded Joyful Sound Ministries um, right before I was born, um, like a year before I was born. So yes, that's the the ministry we are we are continuing it on, and and um, yes, we're Joyful Sound Ministries. So um, you know something that I, I've been praying about and and desiring is intercessors and knowing that we need intercessors and God's God's lining them up it's beautiful to be a part of but if if God puts it upon your heart to intercede for for this ministry for us as we're overseas we can't thank you enough that is none of this happens without intercessors none of this happens i am convinced of that and um they are the unsung heroes they are the ones that um are behind the all the the you know glory and glamour whatever you want to call it behind the curtains and an intercessor is such an amazing amazing gift and responsibility so if you're an intercessor out there and god leads you to to intercede for us thank you please message me on facebook reach out to me um write a letter find out how to get in contact with us and and let us know um, that you're praying and interceding and and we want to kind of put a network together of intercessors so 
that is that is the greatest need that we have in the ministry, starting out in the ministry, and um, there is nothing that compares to. Um, having a need for intercessors, there's no financial need that's even compares to that. There's no, um, there's no other need greater than real, true intercessors. I t- I agree. I want to thank you, brother Hank, for coming on tonight. And um, could we close out in prayer tonight and pray for this upcoming trip? Yes, amen. Why don't you lead it off? Go ahead. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this time together with uh, with Shannon and the listeners. Lord, we just we love being a part of your your people. We love being a part of your kingdom and moving, advancing your kingdom. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you, and Lord, we just ask that you'll be with Pastor Juan and those seven people that are still fasting on top of the mountain, those men, women, and those children, Lord, just move in their lives in a mighty way. Keep them safe from the enemy's attacks, Lord. Just accomplish your work in their lives, Lord. We thank you for for this time of fasting and praying, Lord. We just, we know that you want to do great things. And as though I've said it before, Lord, I'm not worthy, but I am willing. So, Lord, we just ask for willing hearts to go forth and just do your work. We thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. I'll add on to that prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, we ask right now that you would loose your warrior angels in Jesus' name to go down to Guatemala right now as an advanced team. And we take authority over that area in the name of Jesus in agreement tonight and bind the strong men over Guatemala, over these cities, mm-hmm. over the territories that you have, Brother Hank, and theme going. We bind the strong men and every wicked spirit operating in that area in the name of Jesus. We bind every evil spirit on the ground, under the ground, in the waters. We bind every prince and power of the air, every ruler of darkness in high places, every demonic king, dominion, and throne. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name and ask you Father God that you would lose civil war down in that region amongst the enemy forces let the demons attack one another Satan divided against yes. Satan cannot stand God Hallelujah. turn the enemy against itself that it will consume itself in Jesus name we also right now bind up and rebuke every spirit of backlash retaliation, revenge retribution, hindrance or delay would come against Hank, the team my family, your family, anybody tuning in in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against any of us shall prosper. Again, let every wicked spirit that would try to stop this mission or thwart it along the way be bound right now in Jesus' name. And we break any witchcraft that has already been sent out against any of us in the name of Jesus. Let every demon sent on operation be bound right now and silenced in the name of Jesus. God, loose your angels with swords of fire to go down right now begin to attack every wicked mm-hmm. spirit in the area. We ask God for a hedge protection wall fire from Zachariah 2 and 5 around every one of us tonight, Hank and his family and the team. We cover us all in the mighty blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. God, have your way. Let every demonic attack that would be sent against us boomerang and hit the demons. But God, pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace on the witches. Save them. Whatever mm-hmm. it takes, God, including this warlock who's on his sick bed. We ask God right now that you would forgive him of his sins, pour out your mm-hmm. goodness, mercy, and grace in him, and save him at all cost yes, in the name Lord. of Jesus. 
Give him a road to Damascus experience if he needs. Mm-hmm. Knock him off his high horse. We ask God that you would lose ministering spirits to him. And we command the demons to loose his mind and will that he can make a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray tonight, God, give them mighty favor. Give them resources that they need. And give them divine appointments while they're down there, God. We pray all this tonight in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen, amen. Real quick, um, very important, I forgot to mention this. When you're done walking and praying, um, Shannon's prayer reminded me it's so important to pray for protection and against counterattacks. So when you're done walking and praying, just if you're praying, walking with a team, anybody else, just begin to pray and ask God, pray together that... Um, Lord will keep you safe from any counterattacks that uh, the enemy is going to try and throw at you, yourself, your family members, um, friends, family, or anything like that. It's very important to to come against counterattacks. So keep you know, that I in believe mind. that that man who's on a sick bed—that's a warlock, right? A witch. Yes, exactly. And um, Pastor Juan was saying the last time he was there that this like feminine spirits coming out and talking like a woman and I, th- I don't know if he said he's she's he's dressing like a woman but um very odd you know what's just happening going in there as you're going in and bind those demons up in jesus name Amen. and um i tell you what i believe the day of reckoning is coming that man either comes to the lord jesus and god will heal him as a mm-hmm. sign of his power or that man will probably die and the choice is his does yeah. he want to serve the devil or does he want to serve the one true living God I believe that question has got to be asked of him and God is willing to heal him and raise him back up if not his days are numbered Uh, very quickly I had a couple friends who went down to uh, it's called the magic island it was called the island of Sikikor in the Philippines Mm -hmm. and there was a famous warlock there that had been uh, interviewed over the years he'd been down there for decades since the 70's and he was on up in age my friends went out there to meet him and people would hire him to curse people and he would do oh. this witchcraft ritual where he would send these beetles with a string on them and he would send them out to assassinate people and he would know that they had finished the job because they would fly out crawl into people's mouth and kill them and they would come oh, back geez. to him and if the string was red it meant there was blood and this guy would do things like that and what happened uh, bottom line is um, they went out there and uh, met with him and he had his day of reckoning and he mm. was basically told you know you receive the Lord repent come to Jesus or it's over and um, he tried to trick them and put witchcraft on them it boomeranged he ends up on his mm. deathbed and ultimately died um, at some point in time people got to make a decision choose to stay whom you're going to serve wow. so Yes. We're, we're believing with you that uh, God will save this man and could use him to reach many. But if he doesn't, Amen. he may not live. So um, yes. we're looking forward to your testimony when you get back. Thank you so much for coming on tonight, brother. We love you. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Hank. Folks, Hank Groover. And we will be back in a few moments. <laughs> 